Hi there, you're listening to the Practical Stoic Podcast with your host, me, Simon Drew. If you'd like to listen to over 200 episodes that were recorded before 2020, then you can head to my Patreon site. It's patreon.com forward slash Simon J.E. Drew. We'd love to have you there and any support is greatly appreciated. We'd love to also have you on our Facebook community, The Practical Stoic Mastermind. But for now, enjoy the show. Hi there, my name's Simon Drew and welcome to The Practical Stoic Podcast. Now, I'm excited for today's conversation. I've got an interview that I did with somebody I've known for quite some time now, uh, Ashley McColl. Now, Ashley is a practicing Stoic from Perth, Australia, my home country. And, uh, and I really wanted to get him on today because we've been talking about getting him more involved within the Practical Stoic community uh, on Facebook. So, as many of you will know, uh, we have the Practical Stoic Mastermind on Facebook, which is a great group uh, where many people are posting and asking questions and sharing their, their information and their knowledge of Stoicism. And I wanted Ashley to come on in and, uh, and get involved in doing uh, challenges within the community. Uh, so basically trying to get you guys uh, to, into the state where you're not only learning from the podcast, but you're also doing challenges often uh, to implement and embody the principles that you're learning in the podcast and through stoicism in your own study uh, into your life so that it's not simply about learning the philosophy. It's about getting extremely practical and, uh, and challenging yourself uh, to be better than what you are today and yesterday. So uh, I think that that's really important uh, to get that practical element there. And Ashley is super helpful, super knowledgeable when it comes to stoicism and philosophy. And uh, he's going to be doing some really awesome challenges coming up in the uh, Practical Stoic Mastermind. So before the episode starts, make sure you jump on Facebook, get in that group. Uh, the links are in the show notes. So we'd love to see you there. Uh, and we'd love to see you challenging yourself to implement these strategies and these principles and ideas of stoicism into your daily life. So without any further ado, I want to present to you my friend, Ashley McColl. Okay, so we're here with Ashley McColl. Now, Ash, uh, I'm going to give everybody a bit of a backstory. So uh, you've obviously been listening to the podcast for a while. You've probably mm-hmm. been interested in stoicism for far longer than I even have. Um, mm-hmm. but, but you were one of my first clients when I started doing coaching and, and man, I have really enjoyed getting to know you. And one of the reasons why I, I've loved getting to know you is because you go so deep into your study and your learning and you really do focus on, uh, the embodiment of the things that you're learning in stoicism. And, um, it inspires me as, as well, you know, really inspires me to, as Marcus Aurelius has said from somebody he was taught by, like, um, you know, you don't want to just get the gist of the philosophy. You want to get the whole idea. Mm. You want to understand it and embody it. Yeah. And so the reason why we're talking today is because um, when, when I was thinking about starting uh, kind of challenges within the Facebook group, as you know, uh, I came to you and I said, Hey man, you're running like meetup groups in Perth. You're absolutely an advocate for stoicism. You're working hard on understanding and embodying it. So I want you to run these challenges. And so, so everybody knows off the top of the bat, we are going to be, well, you, Ashley, are going to be basically running group challenges within the Practical Stoic Mastermind on Facebook so yep. that people can start embodying this philosophy. So with that whole spiel in mind, Ashley, tell us a little bit more about yourself, what you're doing with your groups over in Perth, and uh, tell us about yep. how you got Stoicism too. Great. Awesome. Well, uh, before we get into that, uh, let's just take a moment to tour our listeners. Let's just say well done for being here. That's, that's really awesome that you've taken the time out to be involved in the Practical Stoic Mastermind, you know, either if you're on the Facebook or just by listening to this podcast right now. Because there's a whole multitude of things that you could be doing right now. You could be watching the football, you know, you mm. could be doing a Netflix and chill. But some you've made a choice to say, I actually think that listening to a a podcast about practical stoicism is more important than the Mm. endless infinite opportunities out there right now. So, 
so well done and yeah just uh, listening to a couple of aussie codgers here just having a conversation (laughs) i still don't know why people listen to me i don't i don't get it but but you're right right it's so important to be choosing activities that are that are worthy of such an important like like people need to understand and the people who are listening to this podcast get it right your mind is so important your life is so important like Mm. the things that you do the time that you spend uh is is so incredibly important and and really the time you spend uh, and the activities you choose to spend that time on will determine how Mm. your life is lived and man like when you realize memento mori when you realize how short your life could be yeah and how little time you actually have here Oh, man, there's so much stuff that you well, want to get done, right? That's interesting because um, Aristotle, if if I understand this right, he believed that leisure was the most important thing to shaping our character, mm. right? Because it's like you got to work and you got to sleep, and so that's going to be most of your day. And then if you've got a couple of hours a day for activities. Like that's where you're going to get your growth. You know, that's where you're exploring and you're learning and you're, you're hanging out with like-minded people. That that's where what, how you spend your leisure time is sort of, um, that's what's shaping your character, you know? So yeah. sitting on the couch, watching the bachelor, like versus what it, you, let's, you know, what if you did martial arts for 10 years? Like how, what kind mm. of a shift is that going to make over all of those years? Mm. So yeah, I got to so, stop yeah. you there because that's a really important question, right? Uh, that question of what if, right? Mm. Man, if you can get into the habit of asking what if to like mm. every single habit that you have, what if instead of spending an hour every day watching, like you said, The Bachelor, and don't even get me started on some of the TV shows that are on these days. That's why yeah. we just we just threw out TV into the garage because we just don't want it. There's just nothing good on. Right. But, (laughs) but you know, I I think if you ask that question of what if I replaced this habit that I have with something that that is far better, something that is far more worthy of how important I am and how important my life is, Hmm. man, like you'll get some answers pretty much immediately that will show you like, yeah, of course. Mm. Why would I do anything else other than try to develop my mind, try to develop my character, which is what yeah. stoicism is all about, right? It's about the development of your mind and your character because yeah. it is the most important thing. Yeah. In, I mean, every, in your world. every single choice that you make is a vote for who you want to be, you know, because mm. like there's that neural pathway in your brain that says, we're going to sit on the couch and watch TV. And every time you sit on the couch and watch TV, it gets strengthened versus if you say, I'm going to get off the couch and I'm going to do, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to practice whatever it is. You, your brain is changing. Like in, in every, every moment, there's a new neural pathway that's associates with let's get off the, the couch. Mm-hmm. And then over time that pathway starts to myelinate and it just becomes automatic. And, you know, just like Epictetus says, you, your habits will, will you know you'll be led where your habits take you mm. and so yeah listening to a podcast about stoicism is, is a pretty good way to spend your time you're speaking you my me. language man this is awesome <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah so for, you know for newcomers uh you know like there's a lot of people that are kind of curious checking things out and um great to have you and you know for the lifelong learners like we we love that you're a part of our community because um, mm. you know i think this this sort of conversation is between more than just the two of us right now because everyone who's listening is is actively engaging in the process you know they're they're ticking over all the things that we're saying and mm. and um so yeah well um glad to have you in our and community you know, that's, of that's that's the reason why i'm uh, trying to focus more on getting people involved in in the practice of stoicism mm. outside of just listening to the podcast, right? And so I want to dive mm. deep into what you're going to be doing with your challenges. Um, and, you know, people can always jump on the Patreon as well and come to the weekly Practical Stoic Master, sorry, uh, Practical Stoic uh, Meetup group as well, um, which is awesome. And I'm going to be doing a lot more on there. But 
for this Facebook group, I really wanted to add something there because there's, there's almost 4,000 people in there now. Um, 4,000 Stoics mm. from around the world trying to get better, trying to improve. And I thought we've got to do something in there where, you know, we can get people actively involved in, as, as you would say, embodying the philosophy, not simply talking yeah. about it, not, you know, just jumping on Facebook and, you know, commenting on a post, but like, how can I use this today? So what yeah, do you envision for the challenges going forward um, for people? Uh, what do I envision? I, people doing them, I suppose. I mean, <laughs> um, I meant a few words. Yeah. 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 Them being done. I mean, this, so this is our task as a group is that we've got all the theory and all the information, but it like, we don't have, we can't just go hang out with Epictetus and say, all right, here's the deal. What am I doing wrong? You know, cause like, I, I mean, I've, I found this like there's in, we're kind of starting fresh, like working out how this whole thing works, how this whole stoicism works. And we've got some huge advantages because science has definitely come a long way since then. And, you know, the distribution of information is amazing, almost to the point where it's, where it's a disadvantage because there's just so much out there that it's like mm. the paradox of choice. But I mean, in, in my stoic journey, there's things that I've sort of, it's taken me years to work out that I haven't, I haven't been doing this right. You know, there's that, that's not really what they meant. And so I guess there's two parts to the challenge challenges. The first part is that we need to actually be doing the work. We need to shift that focus to let's do the work right? Uh, you, we can talk all day long about being stoicism, but it's just, it's just empty. Um, I'll, I'll share you a quote with Masonius Rufus. Actually, you know, it's, that's yeah, let's do relevant it. to this from, uh, I, he's, uh, he's quite the figure in stoicism, isn't he? You know, the, I think most people know him for the whole beard thing. Um, yeah, he's interesting, but, anyway. <laughs> but he's got some good stuff. Like there's some really, there's some beautiful nuggets, stuff little, that he wrote. Little, yeah, tight little, little nuggets. nuggets in there. Yeah. Absolutely. We've said yeah. way too many nuggets on this episode already, but, um, but, but that's true, right? Like he's, he's, he's one that is often over, overlooked, um, mm. you know, with good reason, I'd say just because there's not that much from him. And of that, there is a few more, there's a few more of those little pieces that you'd be like, oh, is that really stoicism? But but there's so much good stuff in there, right? I just, I like him because he's quirky, you know, like the whole throw out your recipe books thing, you know, like yeah. it's all right. <laughs> if you say so. Like. But yeah. anyway, this is the, the sixth le lecture. How indeed could a person immediately become temperate if he only knew that one must become, must over, must not be overcome by pleasures, but mm. was quite, unpracticed in withstanding pleasures how could one become just when he had learnt that one must love fairness but had never exercised himself in avoidance of selfishness and greed how could we acquire courage if we had merely learnt that the things which seem dreadful to the average person are not to be feared but had no experience in showing courage in the face of such things how could we become prudent if we had come to recognize what things are truly good and evil, but had never practiced in despising these things, which only seem good. Therefore, upon the learning of the lessons appropriate to each and every excellence, practical training must follow invariably. If indeed from the lessons we have already, we hope to deceive any benefit. And moreover, such practical exercise, it is the more important of the student of philosophy than of the student of medicine or any similar art. The more philosophy claims to be a greater and more difficult discipline than any other study. The reason for this is that men, or we should say humans, <laughs> who enter the other professions have not had their souls corrupted beforehand and have not learned the opposite of what they are going to be taught. But the ones who start out to study philosophy have been born 
and reared in an environment filled with corruption and evil, and therefore turn to virtue in such a state that they need a longer and more thorough training. Mm. So yeah, and then yeah, in the fifth lecture, he's, he's saying, you know, do you want, do you want to, is it more important to know about temperance or is it more important to practice temperance? Do you want a musician who knows music theory or who's practiced theory and, and knows, knows how to do it? So this is where we are lacking as a community, like I believe, and, and you know, that, that's not a criticism or a judgment because, you know, we, we are the inheritors of a tradition that is long dead and gone, right? Like if you're a Confucian or if you're a Buddhist or whatever, you can go and find your guy, you know, you can, you can find your, you know, yogi teacher that'll, that'll tell you all the little ins and outs of, of all these things and that will sit there and, you know, we'll make you do the practice. And we sort of don't really have that as a community. We've got amazing texts, amazing scholarship. And now it's, it's up to us to, to actually um, create the picture of, of what does this look like in, in practice, you know? So uh, mm. all, all those little things about, um, I mean, for me, you know, when, when Masonia says the beginning and foundation of temperance lay in self-control and eating and drinking, like that, that was kind of where I started with, with stoicism was just cleaning up my diet and, um, it's, it's, yeah, clean up your diet. Totally. It makes sense. But there's actually a lot to that. Like it can, it's, it's not just, okay, I'm going to be a virtual stoic. I'm going to practice moderation. I'm just going to give up, give up my diet, you know, mm. it, it it's there's lots and lots of ins and outs right so how do habits work how does willpower work how does goal setting work there's there's all of these things that we need to figure out because we don't have our we don't have epictetus that can tell us the little bits and pieces and as a community i i think uh you know we need to capitalize on collective intelligence to be able to do that we everyone has a story right and i think there's a lot of similarities in that story right there's kind of a motif or or maybe certain kind of maybe there's about you know three or four different motifs of what drew people to stoicism how they got there where they are in their practice you know how how far are you um and we need to i think like this is what i want to do is move towards let's tap into that right let's get it all out there you know what's what, what was that quote that you uh, had from, um, oh no, I'm thinking of another one. You know how Ralph Waldo Emerson says that every man yeah. is my superior in at least one way. Yeah. You know, brilliant. so every, everyone has, everyone's approached their practice in a different way and everyone, there's many similarities in the way that people have approached their practice. So, you know, mine started with temperance, right? That was the thing that really excited me was the self mastery. I mean, I, I quit sugar, but like sort of just before I came to philosophy, I quit sugar and sort of from there, you know, that was the start of my journey. I, I quit meat. Well, next I quit dairy. Then I quit meat. Then I quit um, fast acting carbohydrates. And then um, I was going to go on to canola oil, but that was like probably just a bit too nuts. <laughs> and all you have life, left like, is celery and you're just like, what am I doing here now? <laughs> but well, that's the thing. Once, once you get used to it, it's actually really yeah. easy. But, um, but the point is you're, 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 you're aligning your learning and your understanding yeah. with actions. Right. Yeah. And I think that this is such an important thing. And that, that quote that you read from Masonius Rufus just was so beautiful. And, and I think there's two things that I get out of that. Firstly, people need to understand that, Yes, there is practicality in the knowledge, but the practicality of the knowledge, the knowledge only comes once you've understood the principle to such a degree that it becomes your behavior, right? Yeah. And, and, and I really think that one of the barriers that people, so, so I've had a kind of a, I've had kind of a turnaround on this because I used to be all about like, man, it's all about action, action, action. But at yeah. the end of the day, you can't act correctly unless you understand the principle to its fullest extent, right? So you need yeah. to understand this is, that's why we talk. That's why I get guests on here. That's why we have these discussions so that we can understand, but then yeah. you have to move it over to the action category. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I really think that the, the great thing about that quote that, that just 
blew me away because I haven't read that in a long time is this idea that studying philosophy, I've been thinking about this recently because there's a lot of things that I know that I need to give up in my life in, in terms mm. of things that are distractions from the real important stuff. Right. And, right. and, and so when it comes to philosophy, this is a game that you cannot win unless you give up things that are necessary to give up. This is a game that you cannot win unless you choose the right games and the right aims. And, and so you really need to think of this not as just something that you're learning, not as just something that you're practicing, but something that you're embodying within yourself in the way that you live your life. Like, like you were saying, like a doctor is not, words, not mine. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he was saying, <laughs> yeah. like a doctor goes to university, right. And they don't have to necessarily change a lot of their character or, yeah. you know, yeah, to, you can they be just a bulging add to their knowledge. Overweight right? doctor who smokes every day and say, all right, here, many of your them. high cholesterol medication. It's not exactly. like that with ancient philosophy. You know, the proof is with in philosophy. Pudding. You need to change your life in order yeah. to show yeah. that, you know, the theory, right. <laughs> And so that's what's so important. And that's why Unless you want to be so a postmodernist. <laughs> oh gosh, let's not go down that route. But, but um, you know, that's why I'm so excited to get you in this group and doing challenges with people and challenging people to not only be talking about it, not only be, um, you know, commenting about it, but to be using it in their life. And, mm. and the reason why I offered this to you is because you see, you, you actually reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, you're kind of doing a newsletter. Do you mind if I add something to it? And you sent me this, this article that you wrote and a challenge alongside it. And I was like, this is way too good to just be in a newsletter. Like this needs to be like a, a regular thing that he's doing with people trying to get them to challenge themselves. And, and so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. So we're going to be doing this weekly, right? Man, this conversation is just like, it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, okay, like, for example, just then when you said there's lots of things that you need to give up, uh, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not liking the language around that because it's like you're, you're focusing on negative, right? Because this is why I used to tell, this is why I say to people when um, they're talking about changing their diet is, just, oh, you know, it's giving up all these foods that I like. And so you're not, you're not giving up, you're actually gaining something better in its place. That's a good point. Uh, I accept defeat on this point because that, def defeat. Defeat. Well, there you I, go. Accept, defeat, I accept David. learning on this point, right? Because because yeah. that that's that's some that's a, a brilliant point that you've made that and 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 that's people too often man i was literally writing about this the other day so i don't know why i speak like this but i was writing about the idea that people focus so much on what they would have to give up in order yeah. to live virtuously as opposed to focusing on what they would gain by living virtuously right yeah like there's so much to gain I mean, when you're in that mind frame, you're, you're still stuck at your previous stage, right? You're still caught in, you know, I want to watch The Bachelor, but I'm not going to, you know, like you're still identified. I'm, I like The Bachelor, you know, it, but when, like, when you get to that point where you just go, well, The Bachelor just doesn't have a place in my life anymore. Like, it's just that let go. You're in a state of let go and you know, you're not forcing yourself to use willpower, you know, because mm. like willpower is a finite resource. And uh, this is what I talk about in my effective willpower workshops is that uh, you can't use willpower reliably fails and predictably fails, right? So if you're constantly battling temptation to say, I'm not going to watch The Bachelor, I'm not going to eat KFC, whatever. Well, at some point you're going you're gonna to give in, right? It's like 92% of people give up their new year's resolutions by the sixth week of the year, right? Like mid, yeah. mid February. And uh, even, even though like, I mean, the Stoics would have a different point of this. I think they would, they would say that like, that's where the virtue is, is because um, if you, you, you're only temperate if you actually have temptation to, to, um, to renounce or to, to overcome. If there is no temptation, then you're not really virtuous. But uh, I mean, from my experience of, I've been at this, at this game for about five years, trying to, you know, that basic self mastery of daily habits and willpower. And, and I find it's just not, it's just not practical, you know, cause we, 
the, all those experiments and the research of Roy Baumeister about willpower, you can reliably predict that willpower is a finite resource and it will run out. Uh, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole yeah. nother um, uh, rabbit hole to go down. What I was, yeah, what I was going to say, uh, when you talk about action, 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 I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that, that it's all action, 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 action. In my yeah. habit, in my workshops, what I, I tell, advise people a four-stage process, right? First, you need clarity. Mm. Then once yep. you have clarity, you need the intention. Yep. When you've got a good intention, you need implementation, and then you need to evaluate it. So even though implementation is, you know, the, the most important step, it's kind of, um, it's like the pillar at the top of an iceberg of all the things that kind of goes underneath. Yeah. Um, Cause you need to know, like you need to know what you, uh, you, you want to be implementing things that are going to work. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, but it's paradoxical because you, you know, you have to go through that process of, of, uh, you know, you fail and you start again, you fail, you mm. start again, you fail, you start again. Right. It's all part of the process of, of changing your habits uh, that you're not going to get it at first. It's, it's just like in meditation. In meditation, the thoughts come and, you know, you might lose your attention and then you go, oh, start again. Okay. Oh, start again. Oh, start again. Oh, start again. Start again. Start again. Start again. You're constantly starting, starting again. And then each time that gap is getting a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger without t putting any judgments on it, you know, um, without becoming attached to the outcome. And I think it's exactly the same thing for habits and setting goals and all your daily disciplines, your routines, whatever you want to call it. Like pe people say that, you know, oh, don't ever not do it because if you miss two days in a row, uh, you know, it's all over, you know, you'll mm. end that hasn't been my experience. Uh, my experience is, well, that's just feedback, right? What you do is you go, okay, what was different about today? Do I need to change anything? Let's start again. Every time, start fresh, you know, start, start fresh again. But anyway, I mean, this, this was sort of been my stoicism journey is what I really locked into was uh, the, uh, the virtue of temperance or, you know, in Greek, I think, it's sophrosyne or pronounced something like that anyway, but um, soundness of mind, self-mastery, whatever you want to call it. Like, uh, it's kind of interesting because some people translate it as moderation, which I think mod moderation is a whole different can of worms to temperance. Um, you know, th that's a whole conversation there, but um, mm. just having that basic self-mastery over control, that freedom, that freedom in your life to say, I can actually live the way that I want. I don't have to follow every single little impulse. And it's all paradoxical. Like I think all this stuff is absolutely paradoxical. All like this stuff, really understanding it deeply. My experience has been, it's all paradoxical. And because, you know, Masoni Sarif is saying it's the practice. It's the practice, the practice, the practice. Forget about all the talk, you know, and Epictetus says the talk is only in, as useful insofar as it gives you the results. Yeah. And that's true. That is true. Yeah. But then, well, you need that understanding. You need to have the understanding. Yeah. Otherwise, like you can't just give something up or add something to your life and expect it to stick unless you actually understand why it would be helpful for you and how yeah. it's going to help you and, and, and the results that you would expect to see from this. Right. Like, and, and, you know, the, the stuff that we know about like the way that dopamine triggers your brain and the way that we know yeah, and um, read into about that habit stuff. Like, yeah, that stuff, you're going to need to know that stuff to practice stoicism, right? You can mm. learn about neuroscience and, you know, all the psychology stuff because, right, this is the thing that this is where I'm sort of uh, think we need to sort of just take a little step in a slightly different direction to the stoicism is, Let's take away kind of those moralizations or, you know, failed that you're vicious and say it's your brain chemistry is, uh, you know, this thing between like our, our ruling faculty and our prohoracious or whatever you want to call it. And then 
that doesn't always align to our brain chemistry, right? So it's kind of like mm. we need to we we need to learn to make our uh, you know the limbic system in your brain, which is you know sending you all of those like craving, desire, you know, like we need to get that on our side. We need to work with it, right? Like it's kind of taking this thing. It's it's bad. It's wrong. Uh, willpower overcome it. Uh, it just doesn't work. Like yeah. my, that. My experience and all the people that I talk to, all the books that I've read, uh, it's not a helpful attitude because then you end up just creating resistance, right? Because um, like this is kind of how willpower works, right? Is that it's characterized by a conflict between two parts of yourself. Every willpower is it's a process where two two parts of yourself want different things and then what we need to do is activate this internal resource to tip the balance in direction of one side right mm. typically it's going to be kind of your limbic system that's like you know food you know you know look at those girls you know like yeah. or, yeah. or it's stuff ah, this tax return is literally going to kill me you know that your amygdala yeah. is like bah, 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 bah. And then you got to, your, your prefrontal cortex is like, nah, it's all right, buddy. Let's chill out. You know, let's, let's apply a bit of reason here. And when you get these two parts of yourself on the same side, uh, you know, it just works out easier, right? This is, this is sort yeah. of my uh, practice on, this is where I've sort of leaned towards Aristotle a bit more. He, his his view on on virtue is that like you know we are what we repeatedly do and like activities produce like dispositions and they're kind of similar to like in confucianism they have way that it becomes effortless action right um mm. when, when i first got interested in uh when i was really serious about um you know when changing habits be, sort of became my passion it, I mean, it was sort of, I was inspired by Aristotle, his, his moral theory that we are what we repeatedly do, that uh, habits are the basis of morality, right? Because, you know, it's, it's automatic. We just follow our automatic kind of impulses, right? So saying, well, when yeah. you have got good impulses, it becomes effortless, right? And that, you know, because living the, Zeno's talking about a smooth flow of life. I, I mean, I don't know. I've never met the guy. I've never had that conversation with him. But I imagine that um, that doesn't happen by constantly forcing yourself and going, willpower, Urgh, I will not... I will not eat this. Oh yeah, we, not watch we know it doesn't work. Because yeah. you, you can see it in yourself. Like, uh, you, I, I saw this great... A uh, little bit of an interview that, that this comedian Bobby Lee was doing with somebody else, and his guest was extremely overweight, and his guest was saying, <laughs> you know, like, oh, oh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, you know, I'm gonna, you know, lose this weight, and and he's like, no, you, and Bobby Lee's like, no, you won't, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, well, I've done it before, but look at you now, and he's like, no, yeah, but I'm gonna do it again, but you won't, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, he's he's just trying to point out that listen, like relax a little bit understand that this whole forcing and, and yeah. we've had these conversations before this whole idea of forcing 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 um you know i think that the stoics had good things to say about there, there's an element of courage we need to have that courage to sometimes force ourselves to act in a way that is in our best interests and i think that that's important but if you think that you're mm. only going to if you're going to achieve your results only by forcing you know, mm. I actually think that it's far more effective to look at the science and, and understand how little we actually control our own minds and our own impulses. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. And once you realize that, right, it, it's freeing. And it also opens you up for forgiveness, which I think is one of the most important things that Epictetus taught. It's like mm. self-scrutiny mixed with kindness. You need to have that kindness there that says, listen, I'm just a human being. I don't control much at all, if anything, right? Because there's a whole big debate there as well. And lately, I've been leaning far more in the direction of we really don't control anything really apart from like very minute, like the tiniest little bit we control, maybe, yeah. right? But once you realize that, it opens you up for that 
forgiveness opens you up to not force things and it opens you up to actually listening to the way that your body is is working the way that your mind is working right Mm. yeah i mean i'm i'm kind of in the camp of there's no such thing as free will (laughs) you know Mm. it's zeus's will or you know we uh let's use i like the word zeus because it's kind of quirky and weird and people, sounds good. Huh? <laughs> yeah 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 but you know that's you know, like nature universe god yeah. whatever um the thing that, we cannot describe that's what it logos. is you know, maybe like, like logos is yeah sort of the best word that you know there's this preordained order of the logos and we are participating as part of that and so you know we're just fulfilling our place that you know Zeus has given us a reason. He's, there's a reason he gave us uh, the faculty of of rationality, and so it's just like just take a step back and say, "All right, I accept. This is what I'm here to do." And so all of these things, uh, it's all predetermined. You know, like would I be doing this right now if? That's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, the we could talk for hours about that. <laughs> We could talk for hours about that, but the paradox is, is that we have to assume responsibility for free will because, you know, um, to have that uh, conscientiousness. But the paradox of that is, is that, well, if you do that too much, then you, uh, you know, blame yourself for things that, you know, uh, if you didn't make good choice, if you have a moment of acrasia, a moment of weakness or whatever, you'll, you know, blame it. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't, oh, I should be better. But there's just all these little, little nuances. Like there's so many little nuances that, uh, that, you know, um, I haven't seen in, in the Stoic writings of when it actually comes time to, to figuring this shit out. And a lot of it's in like modern self-help stuff like that. Um, psychology all these sorts of stuff we tapped we need to you know let's tap into all these all these resources mm. but anyway i mean because like we're talking about courage and that's a whole nother can of worms because like so far my stoicism practice has just been really honing in on um the habits the the uh the practice of temperance and and uh moderation and and uh the little things and so it's because i've been so focused on that it's kind of like uh I'm not so good when it comes to courage, you know, like I'm just learning now for, for the first time, like, Oh, wow. Like, uh, this is a lot of work, you know, cause I think, Oh, I'm pretty good at doing stoicism. Now look at me fasting. I've got a perfect, I'm exercising every single day, but then, uh, you know, like I've got a fear of confrontation and, Oh, you know, someone, you know, and I'm yeah. like, that's a whole area that I've just not gone to. So if I, like with, with willpower, there's, you know, uh, different types of willpower. The I won't willpower, which is like um, resisting impulses, you know, mm. and that's that's like what I'm really good at is that, you know, I just have this uh, unbreakable patience and I'm really good at not giving in to cravings, but um, I'm also a master procrastinator, you know, because that's I will. Like it's the same, the same kind of, like you have to practice tolerating the discomfort of of not uh, of renouncing pleasures, but then there's another type of discomfort of doing the things that you don't want to do. That's that's just like oh shit, I haven't really um, I've still got so much work to do in this area, you know, because I've been getting real great at yeah, no biscuits for me. No, I'm not going to watch that. You know, I'm not going to indulge in this. But do, I mean, I've got two years worth of tax returns that I haven't done. And, you know, and it's really, really intense. Like, um, should I take that part out of the episode or? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't ask. I mean, yeah, this is fair. Like when I do workshops, um, I did a workshop on procrastination and um, it's just cool, you know, because everyone else is trying to, like, everyone's like, yeah, well, I guess I, I wasn't the expert on that one, you know, like, Um, but and it's it's kind of it's terrifying just have how how much just break it down into small Mm. little steps and just like uh how much practice and training it takes to just not procrastinate like Mm. um that you know there's a whole psychology of procrastinate there's so much that i've learned about myself 
just through trying to take on a procrastination challenge. Mm. Right. Yeah. And anyway, yeah, this uh, is why we can, this is where we can do like a 360 here because it all comes back to that idea. Like nobody is perfect. And that's actually why we all need mm. to learn from each other. Because if anybody's listening to this podcast thinking, oh, I'm so glad that I'm listening to Simon, you know, he's such a great stoic. No, I'm not. I'm terrible. Like, I, I've got so many faults. I've got so many things that I'm working on. Like, don't take any, you know, massive advice from me. But, but, but at the end of the day, what I am trying to do is I'm genuinely trying to figure out the answers. And those are the people who are listening to this podcast as well. They're genuinely trying to figure out the answers of what it means to be a good human being and an effective human being. Yeah. And it's the same I mean, with I'm, yourself. I'm, I'm on the side of we don't need experts kind of thing, right? Yeah. So what, like what's what I kind of see... Uh, is, is like I think people have kind of got this attitude of like you know, uh, at, at the float center that I, that I have been interning at, this was something that I sort of came up that's like, oh, you know, because um, we'd sort of ask people come out for their, for their float tank and, you know, say, okay, have a conversation with them about how they're going. And it's kind of like, oh, well, we're not counselors. We're not therapists. Don't go there. You know, like we're not the, if they need to talk about that, don't go there. And it's kind of, like, I think, yeah, there's sort of this risky territory where, you know, you don't want uh, pseudo gurus that are going to make things worse mm. for you by giving you false advice. Or, but then we don't want this, this, I think we're sort of slightly a little bit one step too far in the direction of, of you know, oh, well, I'm not an expert. You have to talk about this with an expert. I'm not a professional. Like, oh, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm a little bit upset today. Whoa, I'm not a counsellor. Go talk to someone else about that, you know. And um, so I, you know, I think what's really important is just holding space for people. Like mm. we don't need to be experts on stoicism to be able to enhance someone else's practice. Right. This is what mm. I've learned from doing sharing circles with, with my groups is I uh, so I'll read you this quote from Carl Rogers. That's pretty kick-ass. Yeah, totally. Um, if I can provide a certain type of relationship, the other person will discover within himself the capacity to use that relationship for growth and change and personal development will occur, right? So you don't need all the answers. If someone just says, oh, let's have a talk about stoicism, this is what my experience has been, and then you can just relate to that in some way, or you say, well, this has been my experience, and then people say, oh, actually, yeah, I, I never thought of it that Like, oh, mm. it just gets... It's just holding the space, right? You don't need to be an expert. I mean, it's it's definitely good to um, be able to have that wealth of knowledge to to bring to people. But you know, if you said, "Well, uh, I can't host a post po podcast on stoicism until I've done my PhD," then there's never going to be any podcast on stoicism, yeah. right? Like starting just start small. So anyway, so this is why this is what we sh the Facebook page is a really good resource for, right? to make those connections between different people, you know, because I can tell you everything you need to know about willpower and habits, but there's many other things about someone is going to know there's someone out there listening to this podcast who's, who's going to say, I actually, I've been really working on, on my, my, my courage. I've been really working on overcoming my fears, you know, and someone will, mm. there's someone who will be able to tell us about, all the complex nuances that they've experienced from their process of learning to face adversity in, in whatever unique experience they have. Right. And our unique experience will be slightly different, but somehow yet still relatable in a way that we can take that. Right. And in a way that maybe it's not relatable from the original sources, you know what I mean? Like, uh, getting, um, you know, the, we don't like execution and stuff like that in, um, um, you know, the, the, the second discourse in Epictetus where he's, his, uh, his mate that says, Oh, I'm going to take lunch now. And then execution. Oh, I'm in the habit of exercising at this hour. If later I am to die, then I will die. But now I exercise kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I love that sort of shit just cause it's weird and quirky, but for a lot of people it's like, mm, uh, you know, but, it's stoicism in the 21st century is, is going to be different. There's going to be different 
different unique little things that we all we all need to come together to uh, get a really clear picture of of what's relevant, what's not relevant, how can we, you know? Yeah. So let's let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'd love I'd love to hear about people how people do use their courage and like uh, you know justice, another core virtue. Like have the what about like you know um, effective altruism? You know they can tell us the best ways to to do the most good in the world. There's people that are gonna be experts in that or like uh, Kai, you know, he, he knows all about sustainability. Well, he yeah. can be our resident stoic expert on sustainability. I'll be the resident stoic expert on, on habits and willpower, someone else on courage and someone else on, I don't know, whatever, like uh, whatever else you need to know. Um, mm. You know, we, we, all, we all can put to, there's a there's a big puzzle of of what it means to embody stoicism in the 21st century and we all have our own little piece and once yeah, we it. all put our own little pieces down like no one is going to put is going to have the whole clear thing right it's the paradox of the sage that there is no sage and you know all that sort of stuff but we all have little nuggets of wisdom each and if we can all put them together as as a group as a community as a collective like uh, let's make the shit happen, you know? So yeah. like get Absolutely. on zoom, get on zoom, join your chats, talk to people, share your experiences, you know, find a local group or create your own just and leave posts. And you know, cause the, the page I, the, I, I really like the Facebook page, you know, maybe it's because there's only 3000 members, but I, as opposed to, you know, in the other pages where there's tens of thousands of people, but the, I just, I haven't seen dumb people yet. <laughs> like, I shouldn't. Well, okay. That's, a, that's a very strong value judgment, right? So correct. No, but, but people understand what you mean, right? Because you can yeah. go down some massive rabbit holes in conversations within stoicism. But I think, honestly, I think what I've tried to encourage with this podcast from the very start yeah. is that firstly, everybody has a valuable opinion if we're willing to actually have the conversation. Right. Yeah. Um, and secondly, like, honestly, we, we don't necessarily know absolutely everything we need to know about this philosophy. There's more yeah. to learn. And there's so many different, like you said, there's so many different perspectives. Like there's as many ways to conceptualize what stoicism is as there are people to conceptualize it. Right. Yeah, totally. Like, and, and so, um, you know, I just that's, always that's encourage people. Like, stoicism. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just get into the group and, and talk and, and don't argue. Don't like, don't troll people. It, that's not what it's all about. And if you think that that's what it's all about, then you <laughs> don't it get it. It just doesn't it. happen. Like, yeah. I think, it, I think it doesn't happen because it's the practical stoic mastermind, you know? So straight away, it's like, this is a practical group. We're here to practice. Uh, it, you know, so you, there's just, there isn't time. It, I mean, if you, right, let, like, let's put out uh, an episode of Stoic, of the Practical Stoic podcast where we're going to be like, uh, or um, is Boris Johnson Stoic? Or um, are vaccines Stoic? Or, yeah, let's, let's um, never do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, but you'll see, like, you'll see those type of people will become attracted to the group, right? Yeah. But, uh, or or, you know, or maybe they won't because I, I am inclined to, with those sorts of discussions, honestly, I always fall in the middle. I'm always inclined to just be like, well, you've got some good points over there. You've got some good points too. How about we shake hands and everybody be nice and understand, but, but that, you know, there's, but even that kind of moderation, even that kind of middle ground can go too far sometimes. And I've recognized that as well. It's, it's like, sometimes you need to pick a side, right? But now we're really getting into the weeds, but I think in general, what we're trying to say here is, People jump on the stoic, practical stoic mastermind. Ashley's yep. going to be doing challenges here. Ashley, you're an absolute champion, and 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 you inspire me with how much you're really trying to understand yeah. this philosophy. And I it'd yeah, be a so good well, thing. I mean, with the challenges, what what I'm like, I want to focus on the nitty gritty and the ins and outs, right? Mm. So it's it's the little things of um, your intention implementations, right? It's how we're going to make this habit stick. How are we going to get started? How are we how are we going to find motivation for you to to do this? You know, we've got we can use each other for for accountability. Um, th- 
there's, I mean, this is what I know, like, this is what I've been practicing and, and learning about. And this is like, that's the support that I'm going to be there to, to provide you with is, is just those little bits like, okay, this time and place, what works best for you? Okay. This works best. Okay. Let's bring all that wisdom together. Uh, I mean, like the, like there was the zoom chat about uh, gratitude last weekend and, and, you know, that was, that was really cool. Everyone shared their own little piece about gratitude. And now, so let's do it. Let's start, let's follow up with, okay, well, how's everyone going with, with gratitude? Mm. You know, that, that's, a, that's a great place to start. Like, how's your journaling practice going? What's, what's working for you? What, what's not? So this is, this is what I want to focus. And, and there's, there's so many different areas. Like, you know, the, the metaphor of stoicism is a cobweb where um, there's no real place to start. It's all interconnected. So mm. we can really start anywhere. And, you know, we, we could start with, with gratitude since um, that's, that's where the Zoom chat was at last week and, and there was a yeah. great discussion about that. I mean, I, I'm with Masonius on this one where I, I think that food and drink is, is the foundation of temperance that's that's where i would start i mean that's where i started is is cleaning up your diet but but it's up to you like what inspires you what what makes you really feel connected to stoicism maybe it is being more courage maybe it is doing your civic duty or whatever like you know let's use some person-centered kind of things uh and let's just do it let's just kick ass you know let's get on the zoom chats let's make it happen let's let's live according to nature you know yeah man. so yeah i love it hey i'm i'm on the topic, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for everything you're doing, and, and uh, I'm really excited to see how you um how you, how you take this and in the directions that you go. I think it's going to be only good for everybody. So, so yeah. thank you for uh, for absolutely crushing it. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, no worries. Oh, well, I'll see you on the Facebook page, everyone, and get absolutely. to a Zoom chat if you can. And if if you can't get to any of Simon's Zoom chats, I mean, there'll be people all over the world. I, I I'm doing them with my group. It's Perth mm. practicing Stoics. So the first ones this weekend, we're going to do the view from above. And, but there'll be, uh, the, there's, you know, there's Stoic groups all around the world. So yeah, make it yeah. happen. Absolutely. I love it, Ash. Thanks so much. Sweet. Awesome. So there you go. My interview with Ashley McColl. Now, Make sure you head to the show notes, go to the link and join the Practical Stoic Mastermind on Facebook. We'd love to see you there. And uh, and when you're there, we'd love to see you participating in the challenges that Ashley's going to be running in there as well. Also, if you're a local to Perth, we've got a couple of links uh, for Ashley's meetup groups that he runs over in Perth as well. We'd love to see you join those and, uh, and participate if you can. So uh, apart from that, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you next time. But until then, I hope that this episode has helped you on your rise to the good life. Ciao. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practical Stoic Podcast. If you'd like to stay up to date with the Practical Stoic community and everything to do with this podcast, then just go to my website, simonjedrew.com and subscribe to the Practical Stoic Weekly, a newsletter that I send out every week with updates and all sorts of great Stoic insights. You can also find me everywhere online by searching Simon J. E. Drew. See you next time.